Welcome to the Three Thirds Man, One Third Scouts podcast, episode number 17. I wrote it down this week, Simon. Uh, <laughs> Very confidently done. Yeah. Uh, I'm joined by my fellow podcast, podcasters, Mr. Simon Aman and Mr. Ross Smith. How are we both? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Did, I mean, you struggle with Simon's name then, so I've mean, like, got that wrote down. Yeah, I'm thinking just going to have to script it all. <laughs> well, there was, a, there was a time Ross used to always struggle with my name as well. I know it wasn't your name, it's your brother's name. I could say your name, fine. <laughs> but your brother with exactly the same surname really threw yeah. me. I think, I, I, think, I think at one point I was going to call you Simon Ross then. I think that's what I was going to call you. Oh, oh. Just that's, the, that's the name of our new electrical business, well, Simon. This is what I was going to say. I, I am currently sat in a perfectly lit room. Because yeah. uh, Ross Ross lent me his special screwdriver and I was able to change the light fitting. And that's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it needs to have a smaller end to it than the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get you a white van and you'll be away. Oh, we're, yeah. we're flying. I'll mean, tell you what happened, Ross. Because I, I, I triumphantly, um, having, having changed the fitting, sent you a picture of it working. But I yeah. then, you had to then sort of, I hadn't at that point sort of fitted into the ceiling. Oh. And, when, and when I did that, which took ages, and I couldn't quite get it to all go into the right place, because there was quite a lot of coils going to that top bit. And um, so it took ages without wrestling with it. Turned the light on to check it was working still. Didn't work. And, and a wire had come loose in the... Oh. Yeah, and I was so angry at it that I just had to leave it till today. So I only, I only properly sorted it out this afternoon. But it's fixed now. Oh yeah, and 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 you know it'll never get changed the entire I time mean, I live here. Luckily, you've kept up with the, um, <laughs> I was, I was the time frame that I did of uh, twenty four hours to fit a light fitting. Yeah. So <laughs> well, it's be, good to know that when we go into business, at least we're on the same page <laughs> that we know. Yeah. I mean, you two, right. you two have been making a fortune charging by the hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to do it. In- incompetency is our middle name. <laughs> but, um, so, so I'm, uh, but we're hoping to move beyond the one. Ross, Ross informed me that he, I didn't realise this, but you've just given up now. Now you've done one. Well, yeah, I mean, the kind of, I mean, that's what kids do for you. They kind of get in the way and stop you from moving on with projects that you want to move on with. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sat in my dining room now and I really want to paint it and decorate and change the light fitting, but I can't. I mean, I thought you'd have Blackpool Illuminations rigged up outside by now. <laughs> oh, Christmas is going to be fun this year, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just plug into the grid. Now, now, now really, really probably- you'll just... You'll just have three third man written. <laughs> <laughs> this could be our first first move into advertising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that the um, footfall on my street is is high, but <laughs> oh, they always have them. They always uh, there's always local news that end up going to the streets that have decked out. So we just need to get local news down to your uh, street, and then maybe some national news. Get the Berry Times on the case. Yeah. Yeah. Front page. They've got to fill. They've got to fill the front page of one week with uh, festive festivities. Well, I mean, people need something to get excited. I mean, this year's been a bit of a write-off. So when they do see three thirds mank in big big light writing, then they'll be amazed, won't they? 
in Pink just Neil. It's, yeah, it's a chance for you to just bring a bit of joy to the nation, Ross. I mean, you're, you're inspiring me. I'll, using, I'll, I'll... using your gift for electrics. <laughs> <laughs> when I finish this, I'll be straight on Amazon buying fairy lights. <laughs> And if yeah. you start now uh, with your one bulb a day, you'll have it. You'll have it done by <laughs> mid December, won't you? Perfect timing. Well, December twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost feel like there's a reality TV show me you could make about this as well. Have uh, you ever changed the light fitting, cheesy? Um, no, I think I think my dad did it. I've checked. I've like I've mo- I've modified. I've like modified the bulbs that we've got, and that might sound a bit weird, but. Um, the light fittings that we had that we had originally in our house had like um, they've got like a point in so like the, the normal bulbs that you'd buy I don't know for three four five quid from Asda wouldn't fit you had to order specific bulbs and they were like twelve quid from this one place that put all the light fittings in in our estate and then somebody put like a life hack up saying if you just take the um, if you take the little bit of plastic out that's in the light fitting and just like sand it down so the parts you get rid of the parts you can just use any old bulb. So I bought we. It took me. It, it took me a while because I didn't. I, I didn't. I had the right screwdriver, but I couldn't. I didn't. The step wasn't tall enough for me to be able to see. I mean, I feel like we're adding to the motto here. Incompetency is our middle name, and health and safety is not <laughs> <Yeah>. our game. <laughs> you must have been nervous the first time you flicked that back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more nervous. I mean, I turned everything off, but I was more nervous. I think at one point I couldn't get the I couldn't get the little plastic bit back into the light fit, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is not going to end well if I can't turn the actual light on because I can't put the light fitting back in." Because it was all because it was all spotlights. There's like five lights in the kitchen, and I couldn't get. I couldn't. I think it took me the first time. The first one that I did it took me forty five minutes, and there's I think fifteen spotlights dotted around the house. I was like, "This is going to take me a week just to put some new bulbs in." That's quite quick, that cheesy. Great so, working. If anything, you it, showed us up here, cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only because, um, and then I, I think I did, there was two that were out and I thought, oh, I'll try it while there's two out. And then I just waited like every every three months another bulb would go. So I'd just do the same thing. And by the time I think like the seventh or eighth bulb went, I could manage I could manage to do it in about 10, 10 minutes. I think there are some bulbs that we, when we moved in, they're still they're still working. I've not changed every bulb since I've been here. They did. It did say seven years for the bulbs, and I was like, they're never going to last seven years. But I think every that, every day you look at them, going one day, I'm yeah. going to have you. But given the house, your, your house was new, so really they they all should have gone in on the same day. New. Well, I don't, <laughs> all should have lasted seven years. Didn't they they, should, they all should have died on the same day. I think when uh, what we just turn on the lights on one day and everything just goes completely yeah, dark and yeah. it's just completely gone. You, you think there's a major electric problem? It just turns <laughs> out all the bulbs go. Um, so yeah, well, I feel I feel like we are to um, to electric electric to what Edward is to transfer negotiations. Slow and what, <laughs> but, quite irritating to watch to yeah. the job. <laughs> And eventually we're all going to end up having to throw money at the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, not this week, though. This week he gets a... Surely, I mean, it's not not been announced yet, but surely this week he gets a bit of a buy. Well, yeah, it's been one of the better weeks. Uh, To be fair to him, it's happened a few times where sort of nothing's happened and then, you know, we hadn't really been linked with this uh, Donny van der Beek and all of a sudden it looks like it's, it's pretty much wrapped up. And uh, everyone's saying very positive things about him. I, I 
the Ajax team all sort of moulded into one when they got to the semi-finals to me. So I can never really tell. I'm not sure how good he is. I I I, I wouldn't really be just a place to judge that. But to be fair, I really trust Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when it comes to identifying talent. I think it ever since Solskjaer's come in, United have been much better in the transfer market than basically since the days of Fergie. Well, I I remember Van der Beek because I remember thinking at the time like he was he was kind of one of those ones that kept things ticking along. Like, there was all the ones getting the um, Dillet and Frankie de Jong and um, Dusan Tadic was being mentioned a lot, wasn't he, because of his Southampton connections and um, Zirich. So they were all... But I remember watching Van der Beek and thinking, no, he, he's he's good in me. He actually, like, he does a lot of the work off the ball that makes a lot of what you see happen. So I, I, am, I am pretty pleased that we've got him because I think he's... And I did also sign him on football manager. So I, I'm having half an idea. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, what, he's a, I think he'd be a good player. playing him then? So he, well, must be a six, he must be a six, surely, because he's not going to... Well, this is the thing. I think um, he's, he has changed positions from when in that Champions League uh, Frankie de Jong and Galit team where he was quite attacking to since that he's, he's dropped back in time to the, the Frankie de Jong role. Like, he's become a bit more... Stays back, so it, I, I think if I if I think it'll still be Matic will play, and then Fernandez will be the one at the at the top playing in the attacking midfield role. But then I think Van der Beek can do a bit of a box to box role, and he, and he can break from. He can do his defensive work, and he's quite good at that. But he can break and provide that attacking, and he can he'll be able to get get forward past Fernandez still and. So what, where uh, does Pogba fit into that? I was going to say well, you've got... This is the thing. So I think then this guy's competition for Pogba, so then we're not relying on that. We're not relying on him all the time. And plus then you could maybe play Pogba higher up and if Fernandes needs a break, then you can still play Van de Beek. My only thing would it, someone's got to go from that midfield. Because we've now got too many, haven't we? Fred, McTominay, Pogba, Matic, Fernandes. still there, isn't he? <laughs> Pereira Van der Beek so certainly I mean that's seven into three I mean I, I know I know you need a healthy squad for to deal with a, a long season well, and, but... and Lingard really wants to play in that sort of Fernandez position as well yeah he? exactly so I mean it'll be interesting to see who I mean last last transfer window we are praising um, Solskjaer not only for who he brought in but who he managed to get out of the club as well which was one of so we I think another Another, it'll be interesting to see who does go. Yeah, but it's surely, where they go to as well, so what level they're, they're at. Surely, if you're going to play, if you're going to play three, though, you want six. Liverpool have got six. Yeah, but we've got eight and nine. That's what we're saying. And yeah, that's before you throw in someone like James Garner as well, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we have got like I mean they're not great midfielders, but we have got an abundance of midfielders, and. You, like if you if you're getting Van der Beek in forty million, then I'm assuming he's gonna like he's gonna start quite a few games under Solskjaer. He's not gonna they're not gonna spend forty million on someone and then stick him yeah. on the bench. Either. Well, he's gonna be in the squad, isn't he? he? Might not necessarily play every week, but he's gonna play. No, probably but more. he might play. He's gonna play every more other game or two out of three every th- three games. He's gonna so play where's more that? Than where's McTominay. that leave? Well, where's that leave Fred? Yeah, well, on the instance. bench. Well, yeah, on the bench or not even. Because well, like what, you say, but, what about McTominay? Well, he's just signed a long-term contract. So you, I, I'm assuming they're, they're hoping McTominay 
will be where Matic plays and that, that he'll be the long-term successor for Matic, basically. Because Matic, I, realistic Matic's got one more season in him, I would imagine, hasn't he? Also, I feel like McTominay is someone who will take not starting and you know, will happily just be a squad player. I sense if you're Fred, if you're Andreas Pereira, you're probably at a time in your career when really you ought to be playing week in, week out, don't you? You know, I think there'll be two players who'll be thinking, oh, well, maybe it's not for me anymore, Manchester United. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I thought Fred would be a, I thought Fred would be a 6 1. I thought they'd just ditch everybody else with the exception of Pereira. I think, I can't remember if, I can't remember if Loana was the seventh one, which is why they got rid of him and Curtis Jones came in. But I mean, already this season, Chamberlain and Henderson are injured. So all it takes is the two, two of them to get injured for when you've got to play, I don't know, seven games in 30 days. And all of a sudden, you've got one player playing for a full month. <coughs> well, yeah, lots of good players of... isn't an issue. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't see it as a major problem for you now. I mean, you can always send someone out on loan somewhere, can't you, if it comes to it. You know, just have to you know, deal with having to pay their wages or whatever. But I mean, Ross, do you think this is the end of, of, of Jack Grealish to Manchester United? Um, I mean, this. I still keep seeing on Twitter that they talk about it, but I would say so. I mean, if the, I know there's the Sancho thing seems to have gone very quiet, but that seems to it's all the everything you hear seems to be that's that's still that can still happen. It just basically Dortmund are waiting for Ed Woodward to say, okay, we give in and we're going to pay the money, isn't it? Which we've been saying for weeks now. I don't, we've no idea why he hasn't. Um, so I think if you get Van der Beek in and Jaden Sancho to then get Jack Grealish in would be kind of, I think that'd be remiss of Solskjaer to, to just suddenly load it with attacking, like go for che- attacking players. It'd be, it'd be Chelsea-esque, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, I, I think the front three of Greenwood, Rashford and um, Martial are very good and there is enough, if you get Sancho in as well, then there is enough in there. And I think there will be enough from midfield with Van der Beek's goals and Fernandez's goals and Pogba hopefully would step up and start scoring more goals. So I think there will be enough goals in the team. So I don't think we would need to then go out and get Jack Grealish. So I think it will be then on a maybe a centre-half, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, like you say, Van der Beek wasn't even being mentioned, was he, a week ago? And now it's a done deal. Which I, I to be honest, rather than praise Ed Woodward, <laughs> I, I'm going to praise Edwin van der Sar over at Ajax. <laughs> I think he's probably done the majority of the work on the deal because apparently they didn't even negotiate, did they? Well, Van der Sar just accepted the the first bid. Oh, so yeah. I think Van der Sar's just put it just got gone like this is a very reasonable price. We'll accept it if you if you do it. And yeah, Chelsea, did Chelsea play for Zay- for Zayek? What thirty thirty five million pounds? So it's roughly around the ballpark of a, the same type of price that for another one. I wouldn't say that they either one were any. Better or worse how much money have, have Ajax raised in the last twelve months? Yeah, well. So how much delete? He must have been over fifty million last year when he went to Juventus. Fifty or sixty, yeah. De Jong was and, eighty. Uh, wow, I mean that's gosh, it's about, about a quarter of a billion pounds they've raised in the last twelve months. They never, yeah, seem, they never seem to buy anybody. Yeah, I hope I hope Edwin Van der Sar's Christmas bonus is good. Oh. <laughs> It's his wages just to keep him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, have to negotiate ten, a commission. Ten percent of every sale. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, 
actually, there's an article on the uh, Manchester Evening News website about um, sort of great Dutch players at Manchester United, and hopefully Van der Beek will, will end up in the category of Van der Sar, Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie, Yapstam, and not in amongst uh, well, the uh, Alexander Butners. <laughs> well, one of my worries is that. Um... Like we'll expect him. I don't think he's the kind of player that will be like Fernandez coming in and grabbing the headlines and being that kind. Of, I think he'll be. I think he'll be someone who do a lot of work that you won't like. Kind of like Carrick was very unnoticed, wasn't he, for the Manchester United team? This a lot of players like that. For t- like Henderson, Liverpool fans love him, but everyone else can't see what what the big fuss is. I think it might be kind of that kind of player where he he's a he's a solid seven out of ten every week, and then. Gives you the odd eight, nine out of ten that does something, but I think he'll really tick over and and do good things like that. I th- I, I'm not expecting he's suddenly going to come in and get twenty goals in a season and or do anything like what Fernandez has done. I think he'll it'll be more, it, it'll help build a a better balance to the team. I think. Well, hopefully so. Uh, and just while we're on the subject of um, Grealish, he's um, he's been called up for England this week after ten days. Oh, it looking like well, last week it looked like he wasn't anywhere near close to getting in the squad. Yeah, I mean it was bizarre when he wasn't named in that original squad. He played so well for Aston Villa last year. You sort of wonder. Sometimes Southgate very rarely. I don't know if James Madison's in this squad, but he very rarely puts James Madison in the squad. He's injured, and um, and it, sometimes you get the impression that there's some players that Southgate, for whatever reason, doesn't fancy. Maybe. Maybe this, you know, this is something about the, these type of players who are sort of the main guy at their club, and and maybe Southgate doesn't think they'll sort of fit into the squad as as guys to come off the bench. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Jack really, really sort of is Mr. Aston Villa and is the main guy there. And you know, is he someone you can see as you know, you know, the twentieth pick? Maybe he'll get ten minutes at the end. But he, you know, he's in the squad. I hope he plays. I hope he gets a chance. And, you know, if he comes off the bench, and we can sort of see what he's like. Obviously, the opposition aren't, aren't great, but, you know, I think he deserves his deserves his chance. Do you reckon I, Southgate's just a, he's not a fan of tiny shin pads? <laughs> if you're going to play for his England team, he wants you to have a decent set of shin pads yeah, on. And maybe that's why. Him. Yeah, and maybe he looks at Korea and thinks, come on, when I, when I two-foot <laughs> you in training, it's not really going to do anything, is it, Jack? <laughs> well, England seems to have got away from that almost that type of player. There is no real, there is no real 10 anymore, is there? There used to be, England used to play with two, like holding midfielders and like a, a, probably a 10 and then the three that would play up front. But England just seems to have got completely away from that. I've quite a workman-like midfield and then um, Sterling, Rashford and Kane up front. That just seems to be, or Sancho, wherever it is that plays up front. It just seems to be well, the, the top of the pitches. Worked for Liverpool, didn't it? Oh, it did yeah. There's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of a lot of talent, doesn't I mean that mid that the midfield that I sent to you, I mean there's there's obviously quite a few missions that are out of there, but it doesn't strike me as being the greatest midfield in the world if we're gonna go quite far in a tournament. Yeah, but then I don't think we have got the greatest midfielders in like, you name me a world class English midfielder. Uh, Please don't say Jordan Henderson. <laughs> well I was gonna say Paul Scholes. Doesn't lose many games. Yeah, who's still playing? Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we have. But well, I think that's what a, I mean. There's a, there's a big drop off from. I mean, Deli Ali feels like he's lost his way a little bit. I don't think he's any. I don't. I don't, I don't he's not. I don't think he's in this squad. I think he also might be injured as well. Actually. Um, 
Yeah, but then you think like holding midfield, like we've got Eric Dyer or um, De- 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 Harry Winks, Mason Mount. Yeah, it was a shit. Harry Winks was to pull out injured, hadn't he? I can't remember. I think Harry Winks is a decent player, but I think yeah. he needs, I think he needs a lot around. I think he's needs other players around him. I don't think he's gonna dominate anything on his own. I don't know, I just don't I don't know. I think Declan Rice would be good, but what is he twenty one? He's quite young to build well, the midfield around. All him. all the talk about Declan Rice is that because uh, when he's constantly getting linked with Chelsea's that uh, that Frank uh, Frank Lampard fancies him as centre half, doesn't he? Does he? Be, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what the, the Lampard wants to sign him and, and play him at centre half. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Declan Rice's career progresses. Yeah, I'm not quite yeah. sure he's got the. I'm not quite sure he's got the engine to play in midfield. When have you seen for West Ham? He doesn't. I don't know. I don't watch West Ham enough to be fair to West Ham, but. <laughs> yeah, but we'll. Uh... I don't know. The other thing is, it's it's. Well, it's in England. Who we play? I don't even know who we're playing. Yeah, Iceland and Denmark, I think. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, it's everyone's pulled out. It's a second-rate England squad. We know one really in it that you're bothered about playing Iceland and Denmark. Well, you feel like they should have just sat these off and got the Premier League started a week earlier. You're going to have to cram the Premier League in anyway. Get to get, uh, let's have an extra weekend of Premier League. What I can't, what I can't understand is the Bundesliga starts after the Premier League. The Bundesliga starts on the week after the Premier League does. I know they have to play four less games. I think it is, but they finished their season way ahead of us, had much more of a break, and are starting later than us as well. I mean, they oh. might. They've got. They've got their thing in the haven't they? they normally have their. They normally have their two weeks off. But I'm assuming that the. Well, I've not checked the fixtures, but I don't know if the two week winter breaks disappeared for Premier yeah, League clubs this year. Possibly. I mean, the other thing is, I mean, you always say bring the Premier League forward, but I don't mind waiting an extra weekend just for Premier League football, just to give clubs an extra week to train the players. <laughs> like that. Well, that not- makes sense as well to me. Have an extra week, can't the United City out back till the and whoever United City are supposed to be playing in the first week, they're not playing till the, the second week. But it's it's because it's they're not friendlies, they're either the Nations League games, that's why. So this, this yeah, but I mean, I don't really understand like what happened with the last Nations League. Like, we lost, I didn't we understand lost what final, was that, didn't we? Yeah, but then what did the other team get? Uh, who we play, Portugal, Portugal, Portugal won it, yeah. Yeah, so they just got a trophy, didn't they? No, oh, the, the Portugal went on to play Netherlands in the final, didn't they? We were the worst. We didn't get to the final, did we? We got to the semi-final. I mean, that's the only but, thing with it. It's fine saying it's Nations League games, but what what good did the Nations League do for anyone? I don't... Well, it's not really for the top teams, is it? Because the top teams will all more, more or less qualify for... Um, but, like, Scotland have got their... have still got their qualifier to play. Yeah, just, I think Scotland are playing uh, Sweden or um, someone like that. So, I think if Scotland win their qualifier, they, got, they will qualify for the Nations League. Whereas, if you think about them at Scotland at the minute, they don't seem close to qualifying via a group stage. So it's it's all because of that, really. And then teams move uh, up and down and relegate them. But, I mean, it's just as complicated as it was when it first when it first started. Never mind. Well, I mean, for, the, for the bigger teams, it was just sort of to add a bit of structure for friendlies, wasn't it? I, I can yeah. see the Nations League quickly dying to death. I, I, think, oh. it, I think it's better uh, than friendlies. There's I, money being made. I quite enjoyed it, yeah. I mean, you got to bear in mind there should have been a Euros this summer, so therefore you would have, you know, you've, in normal circumstances you'd be on to like a new round, wouldn't you? 
It's just because this sort of feels like we're onto a second Nations League and we haven't even had a major tournament. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it'd be an Arsenal. But we play again in October, I think, is it? Tell October or November. We've got two rounds of European games. Uh, uh, two, we've got four weeks of European, of like international football before we even get to November, I think. Or you even know, get to if, the end of November. I tell you what would be better than the international breaks. Why don't you just have a, a mini, a Nations League tournament in every summer? There oh, you go. I don't know about that. Yeah, but then if you, can, if you condense the domestic season because you haven't got international breaks... You have time for it, wouldn't you? Summer football every year. I thought you were. I thought you were going to suggest sack off the Nations League and have a five-a-side tournament. <laughs> just penalty football. Penalty yeah. shootout. Well, get Masters and they'll decide if, who, who qualifies and who doesn't. <laughs> well, well, give it give it six months, Ross, because your uh, salary cap for the lower leagues is looks like it's happening. So well, of course, maybe... yeah. I told you it's coming. They've all heard Messi's million pound. They can't stuff that. We're not affording that. Let's no, we're just going to bring him to We're just going to bring him to English football instead. <laughs> it's a sensible. You look at all the clubs that have nosedive over like Wigan, who else? Berry. Or because they're run badly. You, you cut the wages. Changes everything. Makes them think about things. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we're gonna. Well, we're gonna have got bad owners, but they've got bad owners because their owner is betting against them to lose. <laughs> that, that's that's not fantastic, is it? It's not necessarily because they're paying to, they're paying the I don't know the second striker five thousand pounds a week. Yeah, but I said I, I, I well, we'll see. But I think it's a good idea. I mean, have they appealed that? Uh, I think they're currently in the process of doing it. There's, it's not even, um, it's not even Wigan that are appealing it. It's other teams that, because obviously it happened last season. Uh, they're not getting their twelve point deduction until next season. It was actually, um, I think Charlton it is who finished twentieth or whenever it was. The last relegation place was saying, well, they should have got it that last season, which would have relegated them, which would have meant that Charlton stayed up. It's all, it's all yeah. Oh yes, I remember. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not fantastic. I was going to make another point, and then I've completely forgot what I was going to say. She's great for radio, but there we go. <laughs> uh, Simon, are we getting on with the cricket? <laughs> oh, we lost. Pakistan won the cricket. Lost by five yeah. runs. Bit of a thriller at the end. But Moeen Ali got out in the like nineteenth over, and then that was that was kind of the end of it. How did how we- did they get him out? Um, how did they get? Uh, I've caught. I think. Yeah, they didn't bowl a Yorker. Oh well, there's been lots of Yorks. Yorkers were then bowled after that, and that's why England couldn't get the last last fifteen runs. I mean, yeah, I, that have, is, you it does... have you seen the the Johnny Bairstow wicket? No, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, you'll love that, Ross. Have a look for that. <laughs> uh, a few things will bring more joy to you this week than that Johnny Bairstow wicket. Uh, uh, well, as soon as we finish this, I will search it out. Honestly, if that lad had just bowled ten of them. It would have been over <laughs> straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I still can't remember what I was going to talk about, so we'll move on. Um, we will... Uh, we'll finish with Messi. Let's talk about Messi. So, uh, Ross, what's the what's the current update? Is there any movement? Uh, what's happening? Uh, basically, Messi's refused to go to the coronavirus testing, uh, and then I think he's refusing to join training. Basically, saying he doesn't feel part of the squad anymore. Um 
And then the only other real thing is La Liga have said that the contract stands, so he can't leave on a free, and he'll they'll have to pay the release clause if you want to get him out. But I, um, I don't think that La Liga will be the ones who decide whether Messi stays or not. I think it'll be the courts. And I, I ultimately, I think because of everything that's happened, there's a very strong case to say that his contract isn't valid because you can you can argue. I guess you can argue that it was based on a regular season. The start times and end times, and then he's probably said it within the timeline that would have been in the contract. So I'm guessing he's he's probably going to be able to go. But then I still think, regardless of when he can go, who can man? I just don't know who can afford him other than Sitter. But even if he does go, I mean, I was thinking about this. Is he? I mean, City can't. They concede, don't they? They, they can score. It's not an issue scoring. Well, he, he apparently isn't the only one. I've read this week that they've agreed terms with Koulibaly, so they just need to arrange a fee. And I think I haven't Napoli gone out and spent they didn't spend sixty million pound on a striker. Well, so I, I think that there, was a, there was a striker that I mean he did. To be fair, um, I think he was from Lille. I think it was. He, he, to be fair, he did score a hat trick within the first thirteen minutes in playing a friendly for Napoli this week. Um, but I didn't think when Napoli went out and spent over fifty million pound on a striker, I was like. It looks like they might be getting some money from somewhere because I don't think they've signed. I don't think they've sold anybody else. Well, what a, what a centre half pairing that'll be, Nathan Ake and Kulabali. So, but yeah, the whole—I mean, the, the messy thing looks like it's just going to rumble on for. Well, it's going to rumble on. Like the, trouble is, the... the trouble is now it's in the courts. That is quite a slow process. So, whatever conclusion the courts come to would be after the transfer deadline, anyway. So I think that means I, I think that means the whole thing of him leaving on a free is kind of gone. So now it's just can Manchester City negotiate a price with with Barcelona? And yeah, and I think there's a, there's a fair chance that Barcelona won't hold out. You know, his release clause is like it's like seven hundred million or something. But I think there's a chance that Barcelona, who are supposed to be in financial, really struggling financially, you know that. Messi's only in the final year of his contract anyway. I could see how Barcelona probably are open to an offer. They don't, they don't want to have to pay Messi's wages for a whole year with him not turning up or just, you know, if Manchester City offer 100 million, offer 50 million, plus the, the value of getting rid of Messi's wages, is that is that worth doing for them? I would say so because the, at the same time, I mean, they're not going to like, but you have to plan for life after Messi, don't you? So what are you going to do? If he's at the club, you have to start him, don't you? Like, it's you can never really move on from him, can you? Oh, yeah, you would never. Can you imagine if they put him on the bench? Yeah, that's what He'd I mean. Never, never be able to do that. Unless he's 40 and he really can't run, then he's always going to have to start. And I think that, that, that becomes your issue, that you're still having to build a team round a 37-year-old Lionel Messi, which... As good as he is, I doubt he's going to be as good as he is now or was in the past. So you do have to start, like you say, Simon, thinking about, yeah, do we a million pound a week? Is it? It's probably worth us starting to think about getting that off our wage bill and then we can really move forward. And Because like we said a few weeks ago, Barcelona's teams, it needs a lot, a lot of work, doesn't it? And with all them wages being took up by one player, it makes sense to... Well, they they just they, they don't seem to be. I mean, they've sold Rakitic today for one point five million pounds, but yet they bought um, 
Miralem Pjanic from Juventus for sixty million pounds, and they're the same age. No, but wasn't that a swap with for wasn't wasn't the numbers involved in that Pjanic transfer just sort of made up because hadn't they just effectively swapped him with Arta? I don't know if he's I don't know if he's still, has he has he actually gone? I didn't I didn't even know he'd left. Yeah, I think I so. he was still there. So he was I mean, definitely the, involved in that transfer. Well, Toro Vidal's supposed to be going to um, Italy as well, isn't it? Juve, he's going back to Juventus. Yeah, that was the, yeah. the, the rumor. It'd be interesting times at Barcelona. I want to just see what happens. But I mean, it, like you said, the line of most things is just going to rumble on, and until there's a court decision, no one's going to know what's happening. They were talking about trying to sign him on a five-year deal, and then the last two last two years of that deal end means he goes to New York FC. So they're talking like three hundred million pounds to, to to sign him, and then he spends over over five years. So Jeez, which I, um, which transfer do you think will be concluded first? Whatever happens. Think it'll be mess. What Messi's doing, or what Sancho, <laughs> what Sancho's doing? Uh, I don't think Sancho will happen. So it, it's likely to be Messi. I think Sancho will happen. Not, it'll just happen on the. I just think a lot. Last. I think the longer and longer these two go on, the less likely they have to happen. I think the longer and longer you leave Borussia Dortmund, I think unless they bring somebody else in now that's going to replace him. I don't know you're talking about. They've got, they've already got um, Claudio Reyna's son and there's a few other people that they've got, but I can't see them having £120 million in the back pocket to then not spend to then not spend it on anybody that they've got that they could potentially bring in. I thought, they'd, hadn't they already signed people, um, Dortmund? I, th- I thought that was sort of the thing, that they, they have actually already spent the money in, in the fly. I'm pretty but, sure they signed someone from France. And, of course, they got Jude Bellingham. Yeah. I don't great, know. I think great number twenty-two. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I can't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you might be a beauty. Might be a bit more. And perhaps it's just me not wanting it to happen, rather than actually being <laughs> to be a bit more. Um, but yeah, I've still I mean, got like the thing that I mean, the... don't put anything past Woodward cheesy because remember he's the man who signed Marouane Fellaini for more money than he actually yeah. needed to <laughs> by, by <laughs> waiting <laughs> three or four weeks. Yeah. So. I mean, Dortmund might want 120 million now, but Edward Wood might have to pay them 150. We just don't know yeah. this yet, do we? Well, I say it might not go for 120. That's that's my get out of jail clause. If it goes through for a bit more, then I say, well, I didn't, if you'd have said more, I'd have said all right. <laughs> so we'll see. I, yeah, the thing, I what I can't stand anymore, like, I like stuff like Donny van der Beek, where it just comes up and seems to all get sorted out within a few days and then it's happened. I hate these long, drawn out protracted transfers because I just think what are you playing at? If you want the player just go and get the player. If you don't want the player don't do it and move on. Yeah I can't. I'm struggling at the minute as soon as somebody starts talking about Messi on the telly now I have to just turn it off unfortunately. I can't. I can't listen to the maybe maybe not. Unless there's some actual news it's just nonsense isn't it? It I mean I'm very much talking down people potentially coming in to listen to this podcast when we've just spent the last 10-15 minutes talking about Lionel Messi but there we go <laughs> well yeah on that optimistic note <laughs> yeah uh, lastly anyone watch the Tour de France oh the French lad that you uh, previewed did well isn't he Philippe did get the yellow jersey I've not watched the last two days so I don't know um I don't know who's in yellow, but I know um, Adam Yates did quite well as well. He was he he was up there. Um, I think he did quite he did quite well today as well. Yeah, um, and I don't know if 
I seem to think a Jumbo Vista. I saw Jumbo Vista's Twitter page, and so I don't know if Tom Dumoulin had done quite well today. Um, but it seems to be it seems to be an interesting race because uh, Ineos aren't are being very un Ineos like, whereas not, normally they ride at the front and control the pace of everything and dictate everything that's going to happen. But they're not doing that this time around, so it'd be, it'd be quite thought, interesting. Um, didn't when Chris Froome used to win it all the time for what was Sky and is now Ineos. Didn't he used to say, oh, you don't really want to have the yellow jersey until like a week beforehand? Yeah. And it's always a bit of a faff being the yellow jersey holder. Well, if you're yellow jersey and you've got to do all the interview things and like your, your media obligations are enhanced, so your day's stretched out so you get less recovery time. And then if you're in yellow as well, then you, you're like a target in the peloton as well. So you're very high, like you've seen and well-known and people are after you. So yeah, so you do kind of... I mean, getting it in the first week doesn't really mean anything. Rarely the tour when it gets in the first week, but uh, I mean, a lot of there's only one past tour winner in the. There's only Egan Benali's won the tour in the actual peloton this year, so there's no one there that's had really any experience of doing it. So it is kind of a wide open field. So it's yeah, it's a bit more. Could see could could get really interesting in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Ross, just before we wrap up as well, I meant to ask you, have you watched any of the All or Nothing yet for Spurs? No, I see we're still chucking our way from the last dance again. Um, and then All or Nothing for Spurs is going to be next on the hit list. How did you feel about the... Cause there was comments this week, wasn't there, that um, Mourinho had said that Ferguson told him to buy Deli Alley. Yeah, I read that. Um I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how long ago that was, though. It doesn't. I mean, whether that was when Mourinho first came in. I think that was just after Deli Ali had had his amazing season, and then obviously he's. he's yeah, but he's, if you talk about if you talk about Deli Ali, you talk about when Tottenham first signed Deli Ali. I would have said, yeah, Ferguson's right because Deli Ali then was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. But then he's kind of gone off the boil. I mean, you can't. You can't. You can't factor in, can you? You don't know what you don't know what a player's going to be like in three, four, five years. No, time, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, I don't know when Ferguson would have I'd mentioned that to him. And I'm that's that's just what I was yeah. thinking. I decided to watch it. Oh. Yeah. No, you yeah. You, also, you don't you don't know what Deli Ali could have become if he'd had a chance to play alongside Andreas Pereira and Jesse Lingard <laughs> <laughs> to really push him on. <laughs> You don't know what his TikTok dancing could have been like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might he might have brought Eric Dyer with him as well. I mean... Oof. Well, glad we didn't sign him then. Mm. Any more plans for the week before we wrap up? Uh, I'm going to Gulliver's World on Saturday. Oh, I'm, I'm day drinking, so we're, we're having very different Saturdays. I yeah. meet up with some some lads that I went to uni with, yeah. At Gulliver's World, because that would be. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's, no. a, there's a pub. There's a pub just on the corner. <laughs> Although I did find out there's four there's four different like Gulliver's like there's a Gulliver's World, Gulliver's Kingdom. I didn't. I never knew that. Somebody somebody at work went the other day and said that there's four different there's four different types. Well, there was just one. Well, all I know is kids have to wear masks on the rides. Not yes. those pictures, won't they? They're not selling many of those pictures where it's well, at the bottom of the exactly. 
I mean, it has cost us 76 quid to get in, so they are charging. But yeah, we'll see. So that's, 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 that's my week, yeah. Anyone else doing anything other than day drinking, cheese here, working? Well, no, I've just come. Well, we, we wanted to come play crazy golf today, so I kind of that's my, that's mine and Grayson's. Mine and Grayson's new thing is whenever I've got a day off, we'll go and try and play crazy golf somewhere. And he was, I'd bill it up and like, oh, daddy's got a day off after six days, and we'll go and play it. We got we got there this morning, and the list were broke, we couldn't go in. So he was absolutely devastated. So we're going again on Thursday. A new one's opening Rochdale. Yeah, I think I'd say there's a couple. I think there's a, a couple that have opened. Uh, there's like a, um, a new retail park, I think, in Rochdale. Or they've demolished the old one and built a new one, but it, it did look really good actually. So I'll, I wow. might have to be. I might have to be next on the old list. The uh, the yeah. Green Hall Cup. Yeah. Well, you know, Grayson just likes to normally add up how many scores he's done, but he doesn't realise you have to get less than me. He just thinks when you get more, then. <laughs> and you've not corrected him either. I won't correct him. Not, not just yet. To be fair, he has got, he, I think uh, two weeks ago, he got, more hold, he got two holes in one. I only got one in the entire round and he ended up getting bloody two. I was like, <laughs> right, we might be getting some clubs for Christmas. I mean, I text Teddy, but he's the most uncoordinated child I've ever met, so there would be no point. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stick to my board games with him. They'll, they'll they'll replay this podcast in twenty years time when when Grace is winning his first Masters title. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you know. yeah. It it all started with a with a pharaoh in uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in the print works in Manchester. It all, it all started with that one day when his dad took him crazy golf and the disappointment because the list was broken that really drove him on to drove be the, him. the competitive animal that he is today. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll we'll be doing our we'll be doing our podcast on the back of your yacht that he's bought you. Yeah. So, are you suggesting Simon I put a bet on Grayson <laughs> to, to be to be Masters champion or to captain the Ryder Cup team for Europe at some point? It's a long term investment, but I think I think it could be worth it. Uh, you what, only what, get about what stake would you reckon I put down? How much have you got, mate? I'd, I'd sell the Gulliver, Gulliver's World tickets. Yeah, <laughs> and then keep sell seventy-five the, pound fifty. Sell, sell the tent, put it no. all. <laughs> oh, I finished the pallets. I finished the pallet sofa as well this week. It's only took me five months, but it's done. So I can uh, sell like, that now as well. They'll like, understand like, in twenty years' time when it pays out. Yeah. Well, there it's we normally, go. normally like tent. It's not. It's normally like a blanket, like tent. Like you, or if you want your son to play for England, it's like what twenty five thousand pounds to one or ten thousand pounds to one. So, God, you need a couple of quid. I wonder if you walked into a, a bookies and just went, "Here's a pound. I'm putting it on Grayson Greenhouse to be <laughs> master champion." Well, yeah, just write down what? the betting slip. Like, what they do? Yeah, what, what they should do is they should get a putter out straight away. So right, we'll have a look at him and then we'll tell you the odds. You go, you, you go to every bucket in the next year, and there's just, there's just a, 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 a putting thing, a putting green at the side. Yeah, I always um, think they're the most stupid bets in the world. Those I have no time for them because if it comes off and Grayson becomes a professional golfer, then you won't need the money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's stupid, isn't it? Whereas you could do with the money right now. <laughs> so you you want pain out of, you want pain out immediately and then you yeah. pay the winnings back if it doesn't happen. 
No. Mr. What, what I'm saying Mr. is, people that always put those bets on are idiots. Don't bet on your child <laughs> to play for England. Because either he'll play for England and he'll earn so much money anyway that it doesn't matter how much you would have got for your bet. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you, Simon, you're forgetting the salary caps coming in. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but pre, 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 pre-Premier League, that wouldn't have happened. It would have been two bob and a conquer. <laughs> That's what the salary cap is. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's a value in saying, I bet on my child. If you think your child could play League 1 or League 2 football, then maybe what about <laughs> Anything higher than that. If you're for Championship or Premier League, then. <laughs> I'll, ring, I'll ring Paddy up from Paddy Power and just say, will you give me £100,000 now as a down payment within <laughs> the Masters? And I'll, yeah. I might pay, I'll pay it back in 25 years in instalments of 2p a week. There you go. Yeah. Started. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure. It has. Yeah, I'm off to bed, ready for work yeah. in the morning for the first time in six and months. Ne- next week, we'll probably preview the Premier League. Right? Woohoo! Yeah. I mean, a bit disappointing United haven't played and Sitter. So the, yeah. We'll well, have, this, I mean, it'll be a short this, podcast when we do five minutes on <laughs> Liverpool. Well, this podcast's only been going three months, and I think it'll be. But the, the amount of times we've reviewed or previewed the Premier League will be... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've recorded like a new Premier League years yeah. and changed our opinion every single time. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try, I'll try th- between now and next week, I'll try and think of a new way of saying, I think Jose Mourinho is bad for the Spurs. But... <laughs> Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll try and I might say Jordan Anderson's okay. <laughs> maybe may, maybe he might have deserved his Player of the Year award. I mean, when we started this podcast, Marcus Rashford was a uh, he was an exciting young talent, wasn't he? He was young Player of the Year, but now <laughs> now he's now probably going for the main award. Yeah, well, now, now, he's, now he's a politician. Yeah, I was going to say, but <laughs> by the time it finishes, he'll be in number ten. Yeah, yeah. No, Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Right. Good to chat. Yeah. Managed to get away through this uh, podcast without talking about the Community Shield. So well done. And I shall (laughs) see you. uh, I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.